this is Nehaya and you are listening to Unraveling History. Here we are going to talk about everything from the historical epics like the Hindu Ramayana and Mahabharata to colonization and dictatorships to freedom struggles and what came after that. But before we begin, let me put out a disclaimer. I am no historian and everything that you listen here is something I have read, researched and understood. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Have you ever wondered why there is North Korea and South Korea? And why not just Korea? Well, that's how it was from the very first century. So what happened? What led to the division of Korea into North and South? In this episode of Unraveling History, that's exactly what we are going to look into. So in the year 1904, when the Russia and Japan were fighting over the control of Korea, Japan won the war and the Treaty of Portsmouth was signed in the September of 1905. This treaty was signed with the mediation of the United States President and who was later even awarded with the Nobel Peace Prize for his efforts. This treaty granted Japan undisputed supremacy over Korea. And later, by the year 1905, Japan forced the Korean Emperor to sign a treaty that made Korea a Japanese protectorate. Now, Korea was under the rule of Japan. But the Emperor, the Korean Emperor, did not give up. He tried to secretly send a diplomatic representative to the International Peace Conference to urge the great powers to intervene on behalf of Korea. The mission, however, failed and further infuriated Japan. In 1910, Japan annexed Korea and installed a puppet leader there. Under the Japanese rule, Koreans did not have the freedom of speech, assembly, press and association. In the later years, Korea's movement of resistance began and March of 1919 saw a turning point in this movement. With the nationwide Japanese rallies being staged, this movement is called the March 1st movement. Shortly after this movement, several newspapers and magazines were founded to reach out to the Korean people and inspire them with democracy and patriotism. But as the World War II broke into the Pacific, Japan tried to completely wipe out Korea as a nation by forcing Koreans to worship Japanese shrines, adopt Japanese names, banning newspapers and magazines that were published in Korea and as a consequence for the Japan's desperate need to manpower to replenish their forces for the war, Korean men and women were forced to fight, work in mines, factories, military bases. The Korean women were even forced to provide sexual services as comfort for the military. As the World War II was going on, in the middle, at the Cario Conference, the US, the United States, Britain and China agreed that Japan should lose all the territories it has conquered with force. They pledged independence for Korea in due course. 
Roosevelt, the President of United States, put forward a suggestion of a four-power treaty ship in Korea, consisting of the US, Great Britain, China, and USSR. But this suggestion was not in agreement with the other powers. Roosevelt raised this suggestion with Stalin, the Governor Secretary of the Soviet. Stalin agreed to the suggestion in theory, but there was no formal agreement that took place on what would be the future of Korea. However, at this time, after the conference in Yalta, there was a growing uneasiness between the American Anglo Allies and the USSR. The war went on till finally the Japanese in the August of 1945 surrendered to the Allied forces, which ended 35 years of Japanese rule over Korea. Now, a general order number one for the surrender of Japan was prepared by the United States. The order instructed that the Japanese forces, not to the 30th parallel, surrender to the Soviet forces and those on the south surrender to the US forces. There were two zones now, northern and southern. The 30th parallel divided the country approximately in half, but placed the capital Seoul in American country. While reaching to the decision of creating two zones in Korea, not a single expert in Korea was consulted. But the plan was to unite the country in time. Until then, the Soviet would control the North and the US would control the South. This divide led to a confusion in people on both the zones. The US wanted both the zones to have a democratic government, while the Soviets wanted the entire peninsula to be communist. And the onset of the Cold War in 1947 led to the change in previous agreements. US and Soviet, who were formerly two allies, were now divided. In 1947, the United Nations adopted a resolution that was proposed by the United States. The resolution called for a general election in Korea, and those elected were to make a national assembly. The North, however, refused to participate. The South held elections and formed its own government in Seoul, led by anti-communist Singh Min Wee. The North installed Kim Il-sung as their leader, and by 1949, all the US and the Soviet forces withdrew Korea. But that's not where it ended. It ended with a Korean War that took place in 1950 with the North attacking across the 30th parallel. The North quickly took over most of the South, who was barely equipped for a war. The United Nations, UN, called for a Security Council vote, and the vote unanimously decided to intervene in Korea. UN, in doing so, used the US forces. Soviet supported North Korea. However, the Soviet insisted that they do not engage directly with the US forces in combat. Both of them, at this time, Soviet and United States, were nuclear power countries, and a combat between Soviet and United States would likely end in a nuclear war, which would have been dangerous not just to Korea but to the entire globe. Being fully aware of this possible consequence, Stalin made it a point to not engage directly with the US in combat. The UN forces had not yet reached Korea. But in the September of 1950, 
It looked as if North Korea is going to win the war. They had cornered South in the Pusan perimeter and had almost taken over the entire of South Korea. But this is when the entry of the UN forces happened. The US Navy flanked the North Koreans and took back control of Seoul. The picture soon changed and now it looked like the South Korea was going to be victorious. But at this point, China, who had so far not been involved, marched their troops across the borders to help North Korea and pushed back the forces to the 38th parallel. And now for some time, the forces kept going back and forth the 38th parallel by the time an armistice was signed. The armistice was signed in the July of 1953. But by now, 2.5 million people were dead and the line of division remained where it started at the 38th parallel after the war a demilitarized zone was set up to stop each other from crossing the boundary in 1991 both the north korea and south korea became members of the united nations although neither country recognize the other and considers themselves as the legitimate government of the whole of korea that's it for this week's episode of unraveling history be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss out on our next episode thank you for listening until next time